This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Actor Judy Greer has made a career out of being one of the most versatile people in any room or set in Hollywood. TV, film, theater, check, check, check. Acting, directing, producing, drama, comedy, horror, checks all around. With more than 150 film and TV credits to her name, you have seen her in rom-coms like 13 Going on 30, in franchises like Halloween, and even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now you can see her debut at Chicago's Steppenwolf Theater with the play Another Marriage. It takes an honest look at the evolution of marriage as a couple kind of works to navigate all the changes of careers, of the family dynamic, even a change of heart. And she joins us now in studio. Judy Greer, welcome to Reset. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So good to see you. <laughs> I mean, you are no stranger to Chicago, though, right? No. You moved here when you were 18. Yes. This is where you learned to act. Yes. I saw a recent... Mostly waiting tables, but also yes. at the theater school at DePaul <laughs> University. Yes, yes, yes. You you put up a, a, an Instagram post recently, and you called this run at Steppenwolf a dream come true. Yeah. So I want to hear about that dream. Yeah. I, uh, well, so I move here to go to acting school and immediately you start to hear about like the theaters in town, right? We weren't allowed to work outside of the college, um, but we went to a lot of shows and we were always keeping an eye out for tickets and stuff that were cheap because we were poor college students. But the Steppenwolf had a reputation already of being like where the cool kids were mm-hmm. and being a former nerd and kind of loner in high school. Like, of <laughs> course, I always wanted to be where the cool kids were. And uh, and they were right, it turns out. Um, I just thought the, the theater that they were doing at the Steppenwolf, the, the content, the plays was just more interesting to me. And a lot of new plays and a lot of like diggy plays and kind of things that... Um, explored uh, some of the darker sides of humanity. And that was and still is kind of what I like. Yeah. And you are, let's be real, you're a long way from the theater school at DePaul University. Yeah. What a ride you've had. I mean, if you could go back in time, Judy, <laughs> what would you tell young Judy? Uh, well, I think I would say, um, I don't know. I mean, I remember really vividly, like our fourth year, so like senior year, um, we had to do an audition class. And that was the first time that a lot of us had seen ourselves on camera. So our acting teacher, the audition teacher, um, her name is Jane Alderman. She's since passed and I miss her. I credit her with a lot of my opportunities after graduation. But she brought in a camera and she put us on tape as though we were auditioning for a real movie or something. Mm-hmm. And um, and then she played it back for us. And I remember, I think everyone walked home to their apartments that day crying. Like, is that what I look like? Is that what I sound like? I mean, we had no idea. It's so different now because all we do is make videos of ourselves and post it for the world to see. But back then it was really different. And I think I would tell myself back then, like, it's okay. Like you're not that disgusting. It's okay. Um, I also, (laughs) well, I've had some help, but, um, yeah, the, that, and that, you know, to work hard, I guess, but that sounds really boring. So I'll just say like, yes, I would say like, it's okay. You don't have to look like everyone else. <laughs> and you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. You made your film debut. This was in the late 90s in a horror movie. It was called Stricken. Yeah. Yeah. You've actually started a number of, of horror films and, and, and TV series since yeah. Stricken, right? I mean, what do you like about that genre? 
Well, it's fun. It's actually as fun as making a comedy. One thing people don't really understand is like how much we laugh on set when you're making a horror movie. I mean, especially like the Halloween franchise. We were you laughing. Laugh at the ridiculousness. Yes. I mean, like when David Gordon Green yells cut, like we're all like, oh my God, that was so scary. Like, or like, <laughs> oh my God, I almost fell down the stairs when I was running down the stairs of that one take. Like we're all kind of narrating the whole thing as we're doing it. And it's kind of a hoot. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you've dabbled in though a, a little bit of everything. Everything, right. Yes. So I'm, I'm curious if you have a preferred genre. Oh, no, I don't really. I think it's no. all really fun. It's it all like about choosing the your favorite family member. Yeah. Although I feel like that'd be easier to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, does it change? And I'm not answering that question. Um, <laughs> but I do think that uh, it's all about the people. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to work with David Gordon Green because I think he and Danny McBride are two of the funniest people. Mm -hmm. And then who knew I would work with them on a horror film? Like I thought like, oh, well, hopefully they'll make another comedy and I can maybe like slip in and do something on that. And then they call about Halloween and I'm like, well, that's weird. That's not what I expected. But like, who cares? Mm. So it's all about the people. So who else is cast? And what's the vibe? Right. And then how does acting on stage compare for you? That's crazy. It's so different. Oh my gosh. Obviously, I know I've done plays before. But is it, is it still a, like a lot of cooks in the kitchen? It doesn't feel like it. Okay. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like a, a it feels like a family, like a very small, close-knit family. And we're all working really hard to, to keep it moving forward, to keep it fresh, mm-hmm. I would say, every night. And I know like with my castmates, now that we're open, the playwright and our director, Kate Arrington, playwright and Terry Kinney, director, they have left town and gone back to New York to their lives and the play feels like it's ours but like we're still every night trying to like work and tweak and make sure it feels fresh and the story is true and Mm. that we're keeping it alive and that feels like so special to be like handed this gift and to like you know like the little egg you carry around in high school when they're like this is what it's like to have a baby and you're like don't break it like Mm -hmm. I'm like okay I have my egg now I have to keep my egg alive yes And any trained actor will tell you, I've heard it a thousand times, the business is tough and it's fickle. Yeah. So how do you manage over a couple of decades to just stay booked and busy? Yeah, that I don't know. Um, I think I got... I got I I work hard, but I think I got lucky early in my career. I had some really good opportunities and my work has kept me afloat um, and my relationships. And I think that uh, while things are fickle, always, I think in every business, Mm -hmm. um, finding, I guess, the fun in what I do keeps it exciting for me, which keeps that energy up and, and sort of maybe what makes it interesting to like have me around or cast me. I mean, I think that like when you start, when I see my friends or people I know start to get bitter, start to get jaded, start to get angry. Like I'm like, you be careful with that. That energy can be very damning. It Mm. can be really hard. How do you Um, stay off that path? Oh, you just have to have like great relationships and hobbies and you have to travel and you have to get outside of um, your work. I think, again, with any job, like this one can be so all consuming. Yeah. And then you add in, you know, for us and my age group, like social media is still so new. So we didn't have to deal with that when we were coming up. And now we do. And we're all navigating that in a different way. And I'm seeing young actors and actresses navigating that and using it really to help and boost their career. And mm. some I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe tone that down like a tiny bit, you know. But I, I think... um the the fun thing too is when when like 
things shift. I mean, for a while, it's like, oh, you have to like look like a beauty queen. And then all of a sudden, oh, like more quirky people are more interesting. And and so I think that's what's cool is that there's always going to be ebbs and flows and mm-hmm. whatever kind of type you are. So I feel like you fit in a, a few of those different waves, though, <laughs> uh, with just your, your, your charm and your personality. You mentioned something a second ago. You talked about getting outside of your work. Yeah. So I, I'm curious, the first thing you do to to go back to being Judy, mm. once the curtains close and you walk off the set for the day, like what's the first thing you do for me when when the, yeah. the lights go off yeah. here and I'm yeah. off air? I go get some candy. Oh, candy? Yeah. What do you like? Sour Patch Kids. Oh my god, I love Sour Patch yeah, Kids. Yeah. I like Skittles. I love. Me ca- too. I love candy. Um, yeah. ooh, I'm trying to uh, curb that a tiny bit, but it's so hard. <laughs> um, but there's got to be something that you do as soon as it's like, all right, Judy, we're you done. You know what? I love um a, a cliche, but I love walking my dog. Like when I get home, like I mean, she has to go on a walk anyway. But it's really nice. Like uh, I remember when I was little growing up. If ever my dad came home and he was in a bad mood, my mom would always be like, "Go walk." around the block and she would like send him to walk around the block and I'd be like can I come and he'd be like oh yes (laughs) and then like my dad and I would walk around the block and then I guess that was just meant to like shake off whatever he brought home with him and you know there's a saying like leave your problems outside the stage door um I think that's true about any job Mm -hmm. but uh but I do think that's true and I think like coming home like changing my clothes walking my dog and and then like and that's like the start when I get home from my dog walk is yeah. the start. That's and so hopefully sweet. I can get someone to go with me, but it's okay. Sometimes I need to be alone. <laughs> you say, though, that for you, acting is a part-time gig, right? <laughs> I mean, you're also a self-described knitter. I knit. Psychic and collector of jars. <laughs> so I am not letting you leave here without the backstory to all of those things. Um, well, I have a lot. I have a hard time getting rid of jars. You know, any jar like that you get like, you know, tomato sauce in. Like all the jars from the supermarket. Oh, those because, jars. Yeah, like that's yes. Um, <laughs> I I I need. So my husband gets really proud of me when I will recycle a jar. He's like, "This is really progress for you, honey." So I'm like, "We might need it," and I save them, you know, for leftovers and things. So that's one thing. That's all the jars. They're not fancy jars or special jars. They're just like jars from. They're just everyday jars. Everyday jars. Um, and then the knitting. Yes, I knit. I learned how to knit a hundred years ago, I think, um, because I used to smoke cigarettes, which is gross, and don't do it. But I needed something to do with my hands. And I read in like Vogue or something like, oh, if you want to quit smoking, like, why don't you try knitting? And I was like, okay. So I went and uh, <laughs> signed up for knitting classes in Los Angeles and learned that it's actually like a really great hobby for it, traveling. And it worked th- with the smoking? No, but I still knit. I did quit. Uh, it did, yeah, I would just like take breaks and go smoke a cigarette, like everything else. But um, no, I don't smoke and anymore. You're, and you're psychic? Psychic, I think I have like a little bit of a, yeah. I think I have some guts. Like, I'm going to ask sometimes... you the dumb question that everyone asks oh, probably God. when you say that you're psychic. What am I thinking? Oh, yeah. No one's asked me that. Oh. Um, I think you're thinking I'm not really psychic. Partially. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> That's going to be my new stock answer. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel like I have like a little bit of a sixth sense. So, you know what, with all your acting credits, I'm surprised that you haven't done a ton of plays in, in your uh, yeah. Well, not like, yeah, me too. But yeah, me but too. you're great I, on stage. Oh, thank you. I, I saw another marriage. I just saw it. And I mean, the way you move around, the way you use the space, and this is going to sound cliche, but you, you light it up. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Well, 
Thankfully, it's a small stage. Um, I love that. <laughs> I was really excited when they called and said that this play was going to be in the ensemble theater. I was like, okay, thank God. Um, yeah, it's a lovely setup. It's beautiful. It's been so fun to work there. I feel uh, really at home on that stage, specifically because it's in the round. And I think that... But do you get dizzy on that spinning No, I thought stage? I would, and I was freaking out about it. And then the director, Terry Kinney, um, during when they were building the set, and they finally got that spin, th- the, the, the turntable done yes. they were like come on let's go and you stand on it for a while like and it's moving pretty slowly but it's so slow i was i was definitely like i mean the, my the dad would mom. throw up on it for sure he gets so <laughs> like he would get this but like he took me and i stood on it for a while and i was like oh yeah i'll be fine yeah here. Um, I, I was the but, worried mom in the back like <laughs> i know i asked so many questions is she going I think, to be okay i think terry was like let's get you on that thing because you're asking a lot of questions about being sick um no but i really love the space and i think because it's in the round it's interesting because i don't have to play we can play to wherever we want. It's almost like being on a movie set, mm-hmm. um, which I'm used to, and uh, and I can act the scene how I want to act the scene. And then, you know, look, not everyone can see my face or Jan's face, Jan Barford, my co-star, like in every single scene. That's just how it works. Yeah. But that's kind of the beauty of it. And yeah. so, yes, I didn't feel like I was limited at all. Like, okay, well, you know, you can't face your back to the audience ever because it's unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, and I have to tell you, I mean, the, the play it's raw it's funny yeah but I was triggered oh good I mean yes and no, no. Not oh good. I'm sorry <laughs> so was my husband by the way he's divorced because and he was like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> he was like I'm thinking a lot about <laughs> I well like, okay. I saw a couple of friends lives I yeah. saw parts of my own life yeah I mean, you're, you're watching the ups and downs of, of Sonny's relationship with her husband mm-hmm. a child enters the picture mm-hmm. uh, then you just watch the way that things start to fall apart I think that's where the triggering came in for me mm-hmm. was how it happened uh-huh. and, or who happened uh-huh. but it's very relatable is what I'm trying to say I, I mean what do you think though makes this version of that classic story yeah different um I guess in a way to me it felt um aspirational and I think that's something my husband reacted to um being divorced and he has a good relationship we both have a good relationship with his ex but he was like wow I I kind of like looking back like maybe I could have done that a little differently or Mm -hmm. something like like he I think that the what's beautiful about this story is it doesn't make either of them the monster in a way. I mean, we, yes, there is an incident that instigates the story, Mm -hmm. but you know, in, in retrospect, in hindsight, we all look at the decisions we've made in our life and I'm sure we can all sort of track how things dissolve. And, and, um, and I think that's, what's beautiful about this is, is these people have managed to get past it, um, in their own way. And, and it's nice to see the whole story from the beginning to the middle um, yes. and and see like how it kind of came together, how it fell apart and where like sort of the bandages yeah. are still. And I love this one moment, which I won't give away, where the audience sort of gets let in on another piece of the story. And we all say, ooh, oh. at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's who she is. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Uh, and you've got a four-person cast yeah. here. I mean, what's it like working with these folks? Oh, it's so fun. I mean, I love it. I love having a small cast. And I think, um, 
well, I mean, I'm so lucky to work with Caroline Neff and Yang Barford and then Nicole Smanetka. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I might have mispronounced her name, and I'm sorry if I did. Um, anyway, she's the the young person in our play, mm-hmm. and she's so incredible, and um, it's really fun. We have I think well, this is I, her Steppenwolf debut as well. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be misquoted, but I think it is. Um, but she's so incredible as our ringleader, and... And it's just been really fun. Um, Caroline and Jan are both ensemble members at the Steppenwolf and have been very welcoming to me and as has the rest of the Steppenwolf staff and the artistic directors. But um, but yeah, it's been really nice to be in a small cast and it's kind of a small story. So it's nice that it's just us yeah. um, every day kind of working through this. I love that. Well, let's shift to some other ventures here. Tell tell us about Wild Women. Oh, my God. This this is quite different from your work on screen. Yes, my side hustle that I'm obsessed with. Um, Well, first of all, Wild Women is um, it's a line of supplements, powders and tinctures for women over 40 um, getting into this new hormonal shift that is so exciting. (laughs) Um, Not really. Uh, Menopause. Menopause. uh, Perimenopause specifically is what we're dealing with here. And we um, have four supplements. We have three. Actually, we have four tinctures now because we just introduced libido and it sold out, of course. Nice. Um, and it's funny when I talk to my friends who are in their 40s and over and I'm like, what, what's the problem? And everyone's like, I'm so tired and I can't fall asleep. And I'm like, oh, yep, that sounds like perimenopause. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've got um, just the thing. Yeah. So, oh, and then of course sex. Uh, but the thing that I thought was really funny was everyone's like, why am I so tired? And then I go lay down and I can't fall asleep. I'm like, oh, yeah. So what happened was a friend of mine who I worked with years and years ago, one of my first publicists actually left the business and started a business of his own. And he's kind of an entrepreneur. And he came to me with this idea. He was like, you know, there's a real white space in the market. There's nothing for these women. There's like mm. two products on the shelf at Rite Aid and Walgreens and CVS and and no one's buying them and they're not marketed well and they don't look cool. It's not yeah. anything you'd want to have on your countertop or in your bathroom. So he started doing all this research with uh, uh, my business partner, Gwendolyn Ford and his name is Corey Sholabo. And so they started doing research and they got access to some really great scientific research and and we started this business, you know, yeah. they, we figured it out. We got great investors early on, people who really believed in us. I believe in the products. I started taking them for six months before I became a partner. I noticed a difference oh. and I'm really, uh, I was excited about the product line. I would not be a part of a company that I didn't believe in what I was selling and asking my friends to spend their money on. But mostly I just felt like this is a message that no one was talking about. I mean, now, so we launched a year and a half ago, but now people are talking about it. And you know, like once Gwyneth Paltrow says the word perimenopause and menopause, then everything is going to start. But when you think about it, you know, we have like one of our biggest investors is uh, Serena Ventures. And, you know, people are talking about this this phase of a woman's life in Mm -hmm. a way that they haven't before. And what they're talking about is that no one is talking about it, which is interesting to me. So we've got some dialogue starting. Yes, yes, yes. And it's been, you know, it's like we're just being ignored. Like our symptoms are being ignored. And then women are going to their doctors and they have all of these symptoms. I mean, there's over 36 symptoms to perimenopause. You could have one symptom. You could have none. You could have 36. You could have more than that. And women, they're complaining to their doctors. They're not getting help. And then the other flip side of it is that they might have actual like life-threatening illnesses that are getting 
just like tossed aside because it's like, oh, you're perimenopausal. Mm. Yeah, you, be you've discovered a great need here. And I, I love the photo that you recently posted <laughs> as well. When you were in a Chicago Whole Foods yes! and saw the products on I the know, shelf. Because we're in Whole Foods and we've been in Whole Foods for a while. But um, but that was it's always like no matter where I am, I get so excited going when to different I see cities my products. And seeing yes. it, yeah. And we're going to be in Fresh Time as well, which I think is uh, a chain out here in the Midwest. Um, and CVS, we're in CVS and Sprouts. And it's been really great. Um, That's great. Yeah, I'm excited about how excited people are about our product. What a fabulous side hustle. <laughs> Judy Greer is a longtime actor who's currently starring in the play Another Marriage at Chicago's Steppenwolf Theater. It runs through July 23rd. And you can get tickets at steppenwolf.org. Such a pleasure, Judy. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for stopping by. It's so fun to be in person. I miss this. Ah, uh, This is fantastic. I know. Thank you. This episode was produced by me, Sasha Ann Simons, and Meha Ahmed, who also edited the episode along with Stephanie Kim and Ethan Schwab. For recommendations of other fun things happening in the city, subscribe to our newsletter and get reset every morning in your inbox. You can do so at wbez.org slash reset news. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.